Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse here and every week we like to bring on our professional, expert, medical advisor all the way from the United States joining us now via Skype and get a load, get a, get a load of how clear this line is. It's absolutely beautiful. Dr. Jennifer Wider, how are things? Thank you. Things are good. Things are oh. really good. Good. And tell us, um, where, what stage are you at now? Over in New York, we're we're slowly moving into the next stage. We're going from two to three. It was delayed for about a week. But one of the challenges that New York City faces, you know, among different challenges for the state itself and the states that surround it is, you know, originally New York City was the epicenter for this, really based on the fact that the public transportation is so efficient. So if you, you know, travel via bus, via subway in New York City, it's a really, really easy way to spread this disease. And so many people are on public transportation. So the cases in New York went so high. Recently, New York is in great shape. They had zero deaths for the last two days reported, which is um, pretty significant. And the number of new cases is really down. But as I was mentioning before, one of the challenges that New York City faces is that a lot of people in New York have summer and winter homes in other places across the United States. And one of the very common destinations, Disney World aside, is the fact that a lot of people from New York City go to Florida in the wintertime. So when the uh, when the case the caseload was very high in New York, a lot of people fled to Florida. Now, unfortunately, we're seeing the opposite. Florida numbers are off the roof, along with other states in the United States. And that's that's the challenge that the United States is going to face is that different areas in the country are higher than other areas, right? So the tri-state area in the Northeast, like New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, um, Massachusetts are, are really, really low. Whereas Florida, Arizona, Texas, Alabama, these states are looking at record high numbers right now. So I have a lot of friends that work in different hospitals across New York City. And there was a woman in Florida who got sick and she is a New York City resident, decided to jump on a plane because she didn't want to be treated in Florida, gets on a plane, COVID positive, flies back to New York. And then literally walks into the emergency room at the hospital my girlfriend was working at over the weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a Darwin You're award just like, right oh, there. God, what is going on? But it seems to be, right, because the people who 
how we got it. Well, one of the main ways that the COVID-19 came here was from a, a school trip or a family ski trip from Italy that came back here. You're talking about people, you know, summering or wintering down in Florida and, and coming back up and, and bringing diseases with them to their fancy houses. This seems to be like a, a rich person problem, that if all the rich people could just stop moving <laughs> and going all around stay the world, put. just stay put and just stay in your one house. Don't go to your seven other houses and, and just calm down for a second because there was a few people from we're taking three or four flights um, a day from America at the moment that are landing here in Dublin and I was listening to a few interviews that were done with people who were landing from like Texas and they're like why are you coming here and like Texas is obviously one of the worst hit places at the moment a lot of cases over there and uh, they're just like because we want it no one tells us what to do and you're kind of like dude please (laughs) cop on no and that and that's you know and that's the problem too you know the attitude of a lot of people in the united states and it's a very polarizing subject which it shouldn't be it's become politicized is the sense that you know a good portion of our population feels that wearing a mask and taking the proper precautions is an affront to their civil liberties one and two that this disease has been overplayed as an attempt to get rid of trump in office and so it's a disaster. And and you have these people that w- won't be told what to do. You know, in a lot of the Asian countries, one of the reason they were able to get this disease under control so quickly is because a lot of the penalties were severe. Even in some of the, you know, countries that weren't as severe as China, where you could be jailed essentially for, um, mm. you know, like leaving the square footage of your house. Like they, they were keeping track of where you were by global positioning. I've heard all of these horror stories. But even in places like Singapore, if you went outside your the designated area, which you could go during lockdown, they would photograph you on the highway and put your face on a billboard. <laughs> so it was like public shame. It's like wow. at a black mirror. You know, yeah, it, it is. As horrific as that sounds, you know, in, in in Singapore, they had robotic dogs that had GPS positioning on them that could figure out if you were standing outside a market and you were properly social distanced. And if you weren't, <laughs> then it would alert the authorities as horribly like Hunger Games-esque as that sounds yeah. dystopic and crazy. I feel like the people in the United States need a little dose of this because – Otherwise, I just think this disease is going to ping pong back and forth in my country. Um, and the thing I is, as well, like yeah. we, a lot of people here are just like, oh, yeah, can, we can't go to the United States now um, for the next couple of years because you're kind of right. like, I'd love to go, but um, you're you're on fire in more ways mm-hmm. than one. But especially when it comes We're, to uh, the coronavirus, true. and we all want to yeah. go to Canada. Nobody wants us. The wall is being built by everyone yeah. else. Going, yeah, you can stay where you are now, lads. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Every man for himself, essentially. So, oh, so yeah, God, we've yeah. done ourselves in. Um, and even the precautions that people have taken that have lowered the number, my worry is, you know, just looking at all the public health data, when people do travel unchecked, this disease just takes one or two people, like you said, from the family that vacationed um, skiing in Italy. You know, it's a, it's a super spreader event. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have a cluster of 40, 50 cases that really spread. And then you're back to square one. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating. And hopefully, you know, as we move forward into the fall 2020, we'll see a lot more, uh, you know, really good treatments that could put this at bay, prophylactic treatments that could prevent this and, and eventually a vaccine, which hopefully is on the horizon. So not a fun time, not a fun time not to be fun. an American. <laughs> no. Well, anywhere in the world, but yeah, particularly there. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. So uh, listen, we're not obviously saying that you represent all Americans, Dr. Wider, but what's going on? Yes, Come I'm, on. No, obviously sort, but, sort them out. No. Right. Right. And, and I am, I am listening. You know, there are three 
three ways to keep this disease at bay, which is wearing a mask, you know, social distancing, and trying to utilize outdoor space as much as possible and washing your hands. Um, and they're simple steps. And, you know, people need to care about other people other than themselves. There are family members that are immunocompromised, there are elderly people. And then, of course, you see the cases of people in their 20s, 30s, 40s getting very sick I for know. no rhyme and reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're, 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 we're having the same here. But listen, anyway, you can keep us updated on a weekly basis of, of how, how crazy New York and America has come when it comes to uh, <laughs> the coronavirus. Anyway, but we should we shall move on. And we bring Dr. Wider on every week. She likes to uh, fill us in, educate us and bust some myths around various different medical conditions and open our minds to a variety of different uh, medical and health related uh, ideas and topics. But what do you have in store for us this evening? Okay, here are a couple of very weird facts about sex that may blow your mind. And I love these because, you know, a lot of us think we're experts in having sex simply because we've engaged in the act. But a lot of people don't know <laughs> that there are a lot of interesting facts that that we were not aware of at all. So I want to start it off with a gender-based one, um, and that is that women have a huge advantage, an orgasmic advantage when it comes to their male counterparts, okay? So the female orgasm lasts three times longer than the male orgasm, which is almost hard for a lot of people to believe. And what's really strange is if you look at the clitoris versus the penis, I'm jumping right in here, guys, I'm going from COVID <laughs> into like an X-rated segment. But if you look at the clitoris, which is the, you know, the, um, the tissue in a woman, the erectile tissue in a woman that relates to the erectile tissue in a man, the amount of real estate that the clitoris takes up in a woman is much different than the amount of real estate it takes up in a man. Even and in having said that, we have the same parts. They're just different sizes. So it's hard for people to understand that the clitoris can produce an orgasm that lasts, you know, up to about 20 seconds on average for a woman, whereas in a man, the average is six seconds. Hmm. Interesting, right? Very interesting. But do they feel the same? Do we know that yet? I think it's a hard thing to measure. But I think what's what's interesting about this is that I think even if they do feel the same, it's prolonged in a woman. And so the research has told us that it is more intense just based on the amount of time that, you know, the plateau, you go through four different stages when you're having an orgasm. And those different stages last longer in a woman. So overall, it's probably more intense for a woman. Ha -ha. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I know. The we're benefits not, have to... of being a woman. That's, yeah, that's and listen, there now. aren't that's a lot mom. of them, so we got to hold on to what we got. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. We got the menopause. We got the pregnancy. You know, we have the periods once a month. I, I think we can score one for our team on this one. We're owed it. Here, yeah. here's, here's another weird fact just based on um, anatomy. Despite what men claim, only 15% of men have a penis that's longer than seven inches. Okay, 15%. So you're looking at 85% of men who are always boasting about how long their penis is, that most of them are six inches and less. And remember, one of the segments we did a, a couple months ago was penis size varying by, by region that you live in. Mm. Um, looking at Asian countries having the smallest penis per capita versus countries in Africa having the largest penis. And then it, and then it varied, but it really was regional. And, and, you know, of course, if you move, if you're born in one area and you move, you still can claim that average size. But for the most part, 15% of men have very long penises, whereas 85% are less than seven inches, most falling six inches and lower. I have no idea how those men survive, but to the 85% <laughs> of you out there, very best of luck, okay? 
But I don't exactly. understand why men decide to tell you that you, they've got a bigger one than average. I mean, it doesn't really make a huge well, sometimes difference they don't, to us, does it? Sometimes they don't tell you directly. They go out and buy a BMW and that's how they try and tell you that <laughs> they, they're packing more than what they've got downstairs, you know? That's true. Yeah. I, I want to tell you guys that the, the world's largest recorded penis, this record, the world record, belongs to New Yorker. Now that we're bashing New York, we'll bring it back up. <laughs> belongs to a New Yorker named Jonah Falcon whose penis measured 9.5 inches, flaccid, 13.5 erect. Wow. <laughs> the guy's like an elephant. Yeah, um, that's painful. But anyway, <laughs> yes, he is a New York, a proud New Yorker. And I also wanted to mention one of the other weird facts about this is the impulse to ejaculate for both men and women comes from the spinal cord. The brain isn't needed. And, what? and what's, that's very interesting. So there are three particular nerves in the spinal cord that are responsible for an erection and an ejaculation in both men and women, which is C345. I, I believe mm. it's the cervical level. We, we used to have a mnemonic for this in medical school. Three, four, five keeps the pe- something off the floor. Wait, wait, two, three, four keeps the penis off the floor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what do you mean the, 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 it, it comes from the spine so i would have thought everything kind of came from your brain when it comes the to brain this stuff. yeah right interesting yes mm. very yeah say these are facts that you can take with you to uh who wants to be a millionaire and you can yeah, call yeah. me for your uh oh for your friend <laughs> <laughs> you can call me for your uh if you have sex facts i can be your lifeline okay the next weird sex fact that i wanted to tell you was that people that have a strong sense of smell have a stronger orgasm. This was a small study that was published in a journal called the Archives of Sexual Behavior, but it found that people that had more perceptive noses, that had a strong sensitivity to odor, and this was true for both men and women, actually had better and more intense sexual experiences, which also shows us there is the neurological uh, component to our, you know, to our orgasm and to our sexual experience, which is really, really interesting. So, um, there was a positive correlation between heightened sense of smell. What's interesting is that women who are pregnant have a higher sense of smell than average. So mm. um, did, you, did you guys know this? This is a weird fact for pregnant No, women. not at all. That's no. really... One of the weird things, and sometimes this is like one of those bonus red flags if women are wondering if they're pregnant or not, sometimes if their sense of smell is heightened. Um, I remember being on a New York City bus and there was a woman, an older woman that was wearing this perfume that wasn't pleasant, but it was about 10 times worse for me because I was pregnant. I had to get off the bus, like my eyes were tearing and I was having like this visceral reaction to this woman's perfume. But sometimes, like, if you don't know whether you're pregnant, this heightened sense of smell can tell you whether you're pregnant. And some researchers suggest that women, like, especially early on in pregnancy, may have a more intense sexual experience if they if they have, like, an orgasm while being pregnant based on, you know, and, and that is interesting to me because I never thought of this, but it's a correlation. Like, maybe it has to do with that heightened sense of smell giving a more pleasurable sexual experience. Strange. That's, That's very, very, strange. very strange. Ooh, if anyone is okay, here- three months pregnant or have just found out they're pregnant, why don't you go and tell us exactly what the orgasm is like? Or if you're smelling exactly. things or through walls. Exactly, or if you have experienced this heightened <laughs> sense of smell. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really weird. Right? The other thing I wanted to tell you guys is when we think about sexually transmitted diseases, when two people kiss, they exchange between 10 million to 1 billion bacteria. 
So, you know, this is when we're all walking around with our masks on, like we look like we are part of the hands made tale. Mm. Um, I was saying that, do you, did you guys watch that show? I never got into it. My other no. half is, is mad into it. And she's like, we're going to rewatch the whole thing because it was just, <laughs> just you, madness. If you get locked down again, you're going to go through three seasons of this. But what's funny <laughs> is these women are mandated to wear these crazy outfits. And I said, you yeah. know, it, like there's one episode where they're wearing a red mask. And it looks just like what people, you know, across this my country look like right now with their masks on. You know, if you, I see a red mask, my heart like just bounces up and down. But what's interesting is while we're trying to protect ourselves there, we've done a few articles. I've done I've, I've weighed in on a couple articles in the United States for some of these magazines. And we were talking mm. about the fact that you can get covid with sexually transmitted fluids in addition to saliva. So. You need to be careful. Um, there, there has been, there have been cases where people have exchanged COVID nineteen based on kissing, based on having sex together. Um, there was even an article recently in Cosmopolitan magazine of people reporting what it's like to have sex with a mask on. Hopefully, they're wearing a condom too. But anyway, the the reason that I'm bringing this up is that HPV, human papillomavirus, is one of the most common sexually transmitted diseases across the globe. And people that are sexually active, eighty percent of them have it. And it's no wonder because we can exchange bacteria and virus between ourselves just by kissing, never mind the rest of the sexual activity. So people need to be careful when they're hooking up with with other people. You need to know like someone has a herpes outbreak or someone is positive with HPV. It's always important to know uh, your sexual partner's history if you can. And whenever I lecture, you know, different groups, especially college kids and high school kids, they all roll their eyes at me because what are you going to do in the middle of a hookup? Ask someone what their sexual history is. Most people are going to lie to each other anyway. But um, it's definitely important to engage in safe sex and just recognize that kissing can exchange different bacteria. And if you notice a cold sore on your partner, you do not want to hook up. You don't even want to kiss. Okay. So just there so you know go, that, man. that was a bit of a buzzkill. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to bring it back up with something a little bit more, I, I, not humorous, but just a fact. Our bodies are asymmetric, which is, which is funny. Like we're, we're, none of us are built like completely symmetric. Sometimes one eyebrow is a little higher than the other or someone's eyes yeah. aren't completely symmetric. But when it comes to our breasts and our testicles, the left side of both men and women are usually larger slightly than the right side. So 50% of women across the globe have breasts that are unequal, and it's usually the left side that's slightly larger. I've told you guys this before. But the same thing comes for the testicle. The left testicle on men usually hang a, hangs a little bit lower than the right-sided for right-handed man men. Okay. This is weird. So if you're right-handed, which the majority of the world is, your left testicle is going to be a little bit lower. <laughs> and if you're a lefty, your right testicle will be a little bit lower in 50% of men. That's Isn't so that weird? weird? Yeah, yeah. And okay. We, we should again, make sure to, to have a little bit of a, an experiment and, and research here as well. So can you let us know right-handed men and women, <laughs> uh, is the hypothesis correct? You just need to let us know uh, yes or no. Drop us in a WhatsApp 0876797104. I try now. I might try during, during the break or during the song to have a quick chat. If you're driving as well, may, maybe don't do this, especially, <laughs> you make know, sure you pull over. Yeah, that'll be like, how did he die? Well, he was checking his testicles <laughs> as he rammed into a tree down the You'll back road You'll be responsible no. for that, Cormac. But you hang gotta, on a second. You indemnify yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, the same, it's the same um, for women, as in, if you're left-handed, should your right breast be breast? a little bit... No, no. no. So okay. usually in women, and this is true for women, no matter whether you're a righty or a lefty, it's the left breast that tends to be slightly larger. And what's funny is Jennifer Lawrence um, did an interview with, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel a couple years ago, and she had had pneumonia doing like a press tour for one of her movies, and she had a chest x-ray. 
And as a joke, he showed the chest X-ray and you saw that one of her breasts and she pointed this out to the audience that one of her breasts were actually slightly larger than the other. And she was probably the only one that noticed it, but she announced it to the world. But it was funny because I ended up doing a bunch of articles after that talking to women about the fact that we're really asymmetric and a lot of people will follow suit. It's not just celebrities with a larger left breast. It's all of us. 50 percent of us anyway. Well, I always knew that knew that women would have had one bigger breast than the other. I didn't know it was always the left one, though. So that's information now. <laughs> I didn't so if you're going to go for one breast, one Cormac, I would focus on the left. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was saying. Did you not know that, Sish? I would have thought you would have. No, I never heard that. And mine are exactly the same. You, you, you may, you, they may not be completely the same, Sergio. You got to look in the mirror and let us know next week. But you that's may be so part strange. of the 50% that are the, sa- are the same. Um, yeah. Well, Sish, you know what you could do? Do you have one of those like um, small food weighing scales? Yes, I do. You just weigh your boobs and let us know which one is heavier. That might be able to help. I mean, they look the same to me, but you know, maybe. maybe if your poor mom came in to have a visit and you're just there at the counter weighing your boobs, going, Sisha, what are you doing? She's not, oh, lost my mind. That is something I would do. I will probably end up doing that later. <laughs> yeah, if you're bored at home oh, as well God. in the kitchen and you're listening, just weigh a boob and let us know what the average weight of a boob uh, in Dublin is. Uh, drop us in a WhatsApp. But listen, you could do the same gonna... for your testicles while you're at it. That'll be slightly more difficult, but I'll definitely give it a try. You know, it could, uh, <laughs> that would look way weirder than the boob on the counter as well. So uh, we have an interesting night ahead of us, Saoirse, anyway. And uh, if you want to get involved, drop us a WhatsApp and let us know. But listen, Dr. White, it's always a pleasure having you on. And we're going to get you on Skype every single week because the, oh, the audio is just absolute magic well better than uh, your phone service yes. over there but before we let you go your uh, Instagram and Twitter and online where can people find you at Dr. Wider D-R-W-I-D-E-R beautiful Dr. Wider thanks a million for popping on and thanks, we will chat to you again very soon talk to you soon want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they offer flexible budget friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at UH1.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.